Welcome to the Bald Move TV podcast, the officially unofficial podcast for all the TV. You can find everything we do at baldmove.com because we are a part of the Bald Move Network. I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. And we're going to cover a lot of TV this week, as usual. Uh, we're covering, <clears throat> excuse me, Downton Abbey, Justified, and Girls. Not necessarily in that order. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we do post the time codes for all of our podcasts and the we TV do. series. So people who don't like spoilers. If you're like, fuck you, I hate girls. Fuck you, I hate Downton Abbey. Fuck you, I hate Justified. Then you why can are you listening to this around. podcast? Well, I mean, <laughs> they're not going to say all three, obviously. Oh, I would hope not. But we get a lot of people that have strong opinions about girls especially. That's a polarizing show, man. It is, yeah. I don't get why you would hate it, but enough people do that I cannot deny the evidence of the hatred. <laughs> okay. Well, feel free to shut it off whenever you feel like it uh, and pick it up whenever you want. That's what we're here for. So let's get... Uh, unless you have any news this week, this you is always one of the final. News. This is one of the final times that I can get the word out. We're having the Bald Move Meetup in Boulder, Colorado. Do you want to hang out with Jim and I? I don't. Do you no. want? <laughs> yeah, I've had enough of your shit. Uh, <laughs> do you want to hang out with the guys from Personal Arrogance, including uh, guest stars Levi Jeans and Jordy? Then uh, come on out to Boulder, Colorado, the Avery Brewing Company. You can find the information about that at averybrewing.com. Meetup starts at 8 p.m. Friday, February 1st. That's basically a week away. Yeah. So uh, I'm getting pumped about it. I'm excited to see the boys. Excited to get my game on. Super excited. We're going to do uh, – that's the other cool thing. We're going to do the Mile High Club edition of Bald Move TV <laughs> next week. We're actually going to try to record the podcast on our plane trip out. Oh, boy. To Denver. I think and we should do dueling hopefully Mile we get an air, Hopefully podcast. we can get an air marshal involved. Oh, no. Well, <laughs> how do you mean? I mean, like, you know, we've <laughs> because got... Because we'll they're from different we'll have ways these you cords can do and devices oh, and God. everything's kind of sprayed out. We're we'll just be bringing our entire swearing setup. like motherfuckers, yeah. like we always do. We'll be drunk. <laughs> I mean, I'm talking the air marshal possibilities. Maybe Raylan can put a good word in for this. There we go. Uh, yeah, Friday, our- Friday, February 1st, 8 p.m., Boulder, Colorado, Avery Brewing Company. Be there. Averybrewing.com if you want to check it out. Um, should be good beer, good company. We might bring Cards Against Humanity. And throw oh, down we're going to be playing us. some games. Oh, yeah? Sure. All right, yeah. cool. cool. I mean, that's that's kind of what the whole weekend is about. Spin the bottle. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I prefer seven minutes in heaven. Thank you very much. Uh, that's okay. all. That's all I got. <laughs> all right, let's get into Downton Abbey because this was an interesting episode this week. Uh, I do have some Downton Abbey news. So oh, we, we've, been news. In, we've been in with uh, – we've, we've been talking – uh, to the up years downstairs crew, mm-hmm. Kelly and Tom, and I don't have anything to announce, but we will be working in some capacity together. We'll be yeah. doing some kind of some crossover stuff. I don't want to say any, don't want to say any more. But if you haven't uh, heard their cast yet, it's it's the best Downton Abbey cast easily on the internet. It's way better than ours. Yeah, it's also <laughs> really like. I enjoy – I don't know how uh, – if everybody will, but I feel like if you like Downton Abbey, you will like the historical tidbits they bring in. They mm. bring in fashion di- di- uh, tidbits. It's really in-depth, involved, and I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. Plus, if we weren't going to work together, I'd just end up stealing all of their shtick. Oh, I yeah. love their Downton shtick. I doubt you have as good of an accent as Kelly does. Now, I'm telling you, she, 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 uh, my Rick Grimes has got nothing <laughs> – She's got like a cast her, of thousands on, on her countess. Oh my goodness, oh, yeah. she has a great countess. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so and I think Tom does out. an underrated Matthew and Lord Grantham too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, oh, I, I, right. I think he does it pretty good. Cool. So anyway, Downton Abbey. So Downton Abbey, episode three hundred four. Three hundred four. Uh, there are no names for these shows. Nope. Uh, so. In fact, they didn't even call their season a season. It's a series. series. So they maintain Brits. these are separate, unconnected web series. <laughs> Or wait, different web uni- series. Different universes. It's not, it's not a web series. It's like Doctor Who. <laughs> I just call it a web series. Like Julian Fellows yeah. is just shooting this with his iPhone. <laughs> awesome. Anyway. Uh, so what do you think about Bates and Anna? Are you still he, I gotta say, on this? They kind of sucked me back in this All right, with, with Bates' whole, like, prison shenanigans. Because, and I don't know if I'm the only one that finds this entertaining, but I'm telling you... I'm watching an episode of Oz about every other night because I'm trying to get through the series. Okay. And the just the juxtaposition of Oz and I don't know what you call this 
post-Victorian era British prison. I believe it's Edwardian. Edwardian. Yeah. Like what the? F- oh, you know, in 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 every prison fiction I've seen thus far, you go into prison and you either are a big shit, mm-hmm. like you're an Avon Barksdale. Um, or you're a soldier of a big shit, or you're part of a faction, something important. Yeah, you or just, you're Adam Sandler. Okay. <laughs> uh, but you know what I'm saying? You just don't go into prison and suddenly you're in the middle of all these machinations. Bates gets checked yeah, into yeah. prison and the governor's got it out for him. Uh, he's yeah. like, like got some right. I mean, why are these guys all up in his shit? I don't know. And I, he, I, wh- I, yeah, it's like these guys are just schlubs, man. They're not really important at all and they're holding up posts and. Uh, and, and what is the contraband yeah. that's wrapped in that little sad shred of burlap? I what know. is that? Uh, it's apparently flexible enough to be stuffed into a wall, so I don't really know. Right. I'm not sure. I just feel like that this people weren't good at prison yet. No. Yeah, I mean, the people we weren't having gotten to to shove something up our ass to stay. It's just you can kind of lightly <laughs> press it into the crack of a wall. Yeah. And, you know, you have to hang a Rita Hayworth poster over it or nothing. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I'm 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 awesome. actually kind of digging it, and I think that I think that Anna and Bates are very cute together. Yeah, I'll give you that. And, and when they finally think... got their each other's letters, I was genuinely happy for them because yeah. goddamn, that's one of my big criticisms is I don't like this delayed gratification business. It's been yeah, three yeah. seasons and counting now that we've been waiting for them to kind of consummate a relationship, and they just can't. They never do. Oh, they they did. There's no. They had one night together. When uh, what's her face made up the room for him, right? But I feel like and then he went off to prison. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's 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 horrible. We yeah. I, I hope they if this isn't uh, fixed by next season, I'm going to be roth. So I'm just I don't really like how melodramatic everything is. Like they they seem to take it over the top when they're reading the letters together at the end of this thing. It's like. I don't know. It just seemed overly dramatic, cutting back and forth between Anna reading the letters and Bates reading the letters. And why is Anna? Why is Anna having to do all this on her own? I mean, Lord Grantham maintains that Bates is an innocent man, mm-hmm. and he apparently has this badass lawyer that can get he Irish revolutionaries <laughs> yeah. from being killed, from being hanged as enemies of the state. Mm-hmm. He can't sick this guy by hey. Uh, what the hell's going on with the letters? He can't even know? get a, a letter delivered. Yeah, he can't even figure out why. He, he doesn't even inquire about why Bates isn't seeing his wife all of a sudden. That's very out of character. Yeah. And fucking Matthew is a lawyer. He doesn't want to look over the details of the case? No, no, not at all. I mean, there's, no there's, there's, I think there's all these eyewitnesses that apparently no one's questioned. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's it's police work is not what it should have been back I, then I guess either. not. But you'd think for a the valet of a, you know, mid-level... Mm-hmm. country lord that he, he would get a little bit preferential treatment or something i don't know yeah he apparently just doesn't care enough um so it, it wasn't making a love connection with you then huh? uh, no no not doing it for me all right no, i'm i'm almost over bates and anna's relationship it's just like yeah i get it you guys love each other okay cool <laughs> like just be done with it you know all right, what do you think about the uh, the prostitutes? Uh, oh, don't Sophie's get me started. Uh, yeah, I forget what I called her last time, but I'll, I'll call her Ethel the Pro now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Pro Ethel. You've got Mrs. Hughes and Miss Crawley both trying to kind of save her and redeem her. But in different ways. Miss Hughes is like, you, yeah. need, you filthy person, you need to get your son into this rich his rich grandparents' hands and uh-huh. and uh, and then uh, come change your life in my house of prostitutes. Yeah, and then Miss Crawley's trying to pull the other <laughs> way. It's like you know you can keep your son and do all this oh, stuff. Yeah, and that's what I meant. That, I don't know. I, so is Miss Crawley going to end up as like a madam? Is she going to have a harem underneath her I, it, running the show? I that would be a very entertaining show. That's one way to redeem this. Plot Wouldn't it line. be? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what I picture, picture happening. The Horemporium. Yeah, the horum, not a harem. It's a horum, Mrs. Crawley's horum. I I do Spin think off. as a parent though, I found that even though I thought it was kind of preposterous and this is tragedy for tragedy's sake, mm-hmm. I did find the final scene of her adorable little boy like waving to her goodbye as he was getting trucked away. That was very kind of emotional. Yeah, well, um, if she didn't look uglier than John Hamm when she cried, yeah, <laughs> I mean she was pretty distorted. I just don't get why how you could ever give up your child. Yeah, I 
she doesn't have many options, right? She knows the kid is going to have a much better life with them. Will he? Certainly. I she mean, was the kid starving? Anything. No. I think they were starving, right? She said that they're going to give us money enough not to starve, but that's it. Well, but that's what so she her was whoring. starving. I, I'm saying, is uh, that, well, yeah. So like, so she needs to keep whoring, is what you're saying? Well, yeah, and keep her kid. I don't know. I'm saying that it seemed like they could enter a relationship where they would give her money as subsidence level income, but that's better. Like, you know, having his mother there, I don't know. I, it just felt like she gave up way too easy. But then again, it's mm-hmm. been like a, these seasons jump forward like a year and a half. So maybe well, she's been on the mean streets and nah, he's starting that. to get older and wondering, what are all these strange men coming in, mommy? She doesn't want to raise a, uh, uh, what's that guy from The Watchmen? Uh, Rorschach. She has one of budding Rorschach on her hands. Oh, God. Again, that would be a neat spot to spin off. Sure. Uh, so during this entire episode, she's like, I don't want this kid, right? I mean, she's pretty much saying, I don't want to have this child. Hmm. I didn't get that. Right? Because everybody's trying to convince her to keep him. I think she just And think, she says, no, she I don't think, want to. I don't think he, she thought she could do right by him. Hmm. Okay. Not that she didn't. I mean, obviously, she loved the kid, and she was sad to see him go. And Also, the other thing is, like, never see him again? What the fuck is that? Why can't you ever see your child again? Because he'd be so ashamed that his mother's a whore. I, maybe. Although, I think we're bringing they a little, little 21st her. century baggage in here because yeah. there was hardcore hatred towards prostitutes. Like, yeah. I thought um, Cousin Isabel's maid was pretty uppity about it. Mm-hmm. Like, who are you to refuse to take a woman's coat? Yeah, yeah, and isn't that a slap in your master's face? Well, your mistress's face, I guess. I think it certainly is. And when Miss Crawley says no, get her coat, she does. Yeah. So, I mean, she's still obedient to Mrs. Crawley, but barely. Pretty, yeah, pretty damn with, insolent. Definitely. Um, so uh, the other thing that's going on here is Edith. Uh, she's had her kind of crisis at the <laughs> altar, and now she's lost. She doesn't know what to do, so she goes to. The Duchess, or the Countess, whatever her name is, yeah. uh, and asked her what to do, and she's like, I can't tell you what to do. Just figure it out. Also, just stop whining and keep yeah. busy. I, I have a proposition, okay. uh, because later on we see Lord Grantham being openly contemptuous of her idea of getting involved politically and writing columns and all that mm-hmm. stuff, and everyone just kind of treats her awful. Whose family treats them worse? Uh, Meg from Family Guy or Edith from Downton Abbey? <laughs> uh, probably Meg. Oh, sure. Family Guy. I mean, that, that's downright inhuman treatment. Yeah. But I yeah. mean, I I just can't believe how it's pretty harsh, though. You know, she just got jilted at the altar, and they're not cutting her any slack. No, although and like they're, you they're said, they're a year and a half could have passed. Yeah, we yeah. don't really we don't really know. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I. I kind of agree with the Countess here. You need to just figure out what you're doing. You can't mope around forever. I don't if know. it has been a year and a half, you need to get up and get going and do something. I just feel like that they could give her a little time, a little bit of time to, to grieve, you know? Well, I mean, the reason that Lord Grantham gets so angry about what she did is because of how it reflects on him. Oh. To have this daughter who is a political participant and Except for, advocating for women's rights and things like that. I just know? feel like he needs to get all of his – I just feel like he'd be desensitized to outrage. I mean he had one girl <laughs> yeah. that, that uh, out of wedlock fucked a Turkish diplomat to death. Then, to he death. Had, then he had his youngest daughter run off with an Irish revolutionary. So she's burnt. the last one. Edith is the last one he's got who's decent, right? So, so her writing a, yeah. a probably knowing her a mildly worded screed, <laughs> as mildly as you can get a screed about the uh-huh. woman's suffrage is going to get him outraged. Yeah. I wanted a good God in heaven out of uh, Lord Grantham over it. <laughs> yeah, he gets very angry a couple times during oh, this yeah. episode. I mean, we can go over to, like you were talking about, Sybil and uh, Branson. Let's do it. There's that plot going on which i think is the most interesting thing uh that the came out of this cloak episode. and branson branson yeah yeah when i first saw it i was like are they playing some kind of game is this what's going on here and then he gets to the house and find out that he was part of a firebombing on a castle yeah and like true uh revolutionary type stuff here yeah i mean this is the irish revolution so he's a part of it mm-hmm. and he's brought it down on lord grantham's house now and his daughter. Right. And Lord Grantham is pissed. Oh, yeah. 
Well, and I think everyone was justifiably upset. I mean, like Mary said, you're dan- you're you're dancing around this house on fire. This could easily have been any yeah. one of us. And then Sybil's like, well, he wasn't dancing. Right. <laughs> like, literally dancing. I pictured him dancing. Yeah, Thomas, right. he's two left feet. There's, you wouldn't say that <laughs> if you've seen him dance, Mary. <laughs> um, I also loved uh, Grantham's uh, – he sent Tom to bed. Yeah, which apparently, oh, that, yeah, that's that's magic words in the 1920s because this happens all the time in um, like uh, Boardwalk Empire. Oh yeah, uh, some dude's uh, gun mall or wife or girlfriend will come downstairs with some shady shit happening, and it's just like go to bed. It's everything's okay. Just go to bed, and they just like go to bed. It's like this instantly shuts down any suspicion or whatever. <laughs> everything's fine. Go to bed. See, I I actually love. The shot when they got when he got up to the bedroom because here he is sitting on this comfortable warm bed right. while his wife and Laura Grantham's daughter is just out in the in the horrible weather running for her life right and here he is comfortable as can be yeah. ready to sleep the night away yeah and also this power and wealth that he so despises it was uh, is what keeps him out of fucking jail yeah. what keeps him out of hangsman is noose uh-huh. let's be real because that's what they were they were seeking the death penalty weren't they uh, oh certainly for for an irish revolutionary yeah definitely so i don't know uh what other plot lines we got uh we have i think it's it matthew really? versus lord crop uh, uh yeah lord against Gratham. alfred alfred oh. Yeah, well, the the footman uh, who Carson is trying to train. Oh no, no, no! That's let's save that for oh, the end because so, so that's got the, the title. That's too. the title bout. We 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 need to save all that that all the okay. uh, Thomas versus O'Brien war. Well, we I'm at the end that. of my rope here. Okay, well, I was talking so. about uh, there's obviously setting up Matthew and Lord Grantham for conflict over the way Grant, uh, uh, Downton Abbey is being run. Oh yeah, yeah. Because he you, comes to the end and says it's being mismanaged. Are you interested in that? I'm very interested. I don't know what he's talking about yet, and obviously we're not meant to. We're just – it's – I'm just I, seeding that doubt that Lord Grantham is all he claims to be, along I, with him losing all his money. He's clearly an idiot businessman. Yeah. Um, because, you know, like Matthew Perch is like, well, did you know this? Like, oh, yeah, you sound just like my other money guy, going on and on about profits and <laughs> balances and red ink. Oh, uh, you know, what a bore. Yeah. But I have a feeling that this is going to come down to, like, Lord Grantham's letting everybody in the county to stay rent-free. And if, if, they, if, hmm. if, if they run it the way Matthew wants it ran, it's going to turn some of these farmers and steadholders and others out of, you know, they're going to be ran off. Oh, are they going to come to Downton Abbey with pitchforks? I, know, I don't know. I just feel like it's going to be one of those, you know, this is what being a, this is what being a nobleman's about, you know, to sacrifice and all that. And it's going to be... Uh-huh. Some bullshit lesson that Matthew's supposed to learn. Yeah, I, he's already been trying to teach him some bullshit lessons. Like, we need to have servants right. because these people want jobs. Yeah, you can't be shitty to Mosley. He just lives to serve. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I'm worried about that, but I think it's be much more interesting to see Lord Grantham exposed as mm-hmm. literally a, a, an idiot when it comes to finance. And he's just horribly, horribly, what do you call him? There's, there's like malfeasance involved. Mm-hmm. Um, it'd be really super interesting if he was squirreling the money to do something kind of court, borderline shady. <laughs> Would you like to see that? I don't know. Lord, he's Lord funding doesn't strike cousin, me as that at he's all. He's funding Cousin Isabel's horporium. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yes. So let's talk about first shots fired in the Thomas O'Brien War. Uh, clearly, okay. it's uh, over Alfred the Footman. Um, I thought mm-hmm. Carson... Uh, coming to the aid of the new footman was like the U.S. entering the war <laughs> against Germany. It's like Thomas is fucked. Like O'Brien could handle him all by herself, oh, yeah, yeah. but now Carson is set against him too. Mm-hmm. And apparently Thomas's uh, strategy is to just to be a dick to everyone downstairs. Because <laughs> that worked so well for him before. Yeah, he is going to have no – I mean – what do you think the end game here is? The end game is Thomas gets beat up again. Really? Again, by O'Brien this time. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, she chokes him out with her bangs. I mean, like I said, she's already murdered an unborn child. There's uh, the the ceiling on revenge <laughs> for her is pretty high. That's true. I I don't know, man. I obviously Thomas is not as competent with his scheming as O'Brien is. We've seen her get the best of him. 
So I think the linchpin in her strategy is going to be the new new footman, the very good yeah, looking, yeah. Uh, charming uh, footman, the one that, that even the, turned O'Brien on. Yeah, the, all the girls are are, are are keen on, and also Thomas too, uh, and also Carson. I mean, everybody was going gaga yeah, on yeah. this guy, but still, it's like so they haven't made a big thing about Thomas being gay for a yeah. while now, and I and to this point where I was wondering if he was maybe bisexual or even like gay to you know. Being, being gay to be advantageous, like you know, I'm gonna try to give this oh, young dude and all that stuff. What advantage does that give him well, in I'm that society? Like, what I'm saying is, I'm trying to pin down his sexuality. If he's bi or uh, you know, kind of gay for pay, or <laughs> if if you would, because he's an we, opportunist above all else. Uh, certainly, yeah, we saw that with the food last time. But now, Backfire. when I see him, you know, uh, I actually feel like he's he's genuinely gay. Yeah. Oh, I've never doubted him to be genuinely gay. <laughs> I, I like mean, I'm, he's never hit on a woman, right? Uh, that we've seen. I'm struggling. I mean, well, I mean, led, there's Daisy. He but, led Daisy on, but that was just for sport. And that was just him being that, an asshole. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. So, yeah. Um, so, no, I don't think he's bi. But, uh, and I, I can't remember from season one. He Did he, do you actually think he was in love with the Duke? Uh, the one that you Mary him? fucked to death? <laughs> no, 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 no. Was that the one? Pamuk? Is that who you're talking about? No, the one that the, there was like a duke that was oh con- that turned him down. Yeah, that that yeah. you know had all the letters and he was uh-huh. going to try to blackmail him. Do you think he was genuinely in love with him, or was he trying? He might have been. I mean, they had a whole summer together, right? Yeah, it was like the beginnings but, but with of Thomas, a relationship. I can never there. tell whether it's you know it's all that or he was just mm, you know yeah. the the position that could afford him. I don't know, I, and I think that's kind of a credit to the writing of Thomas is that we don't really know. He is shifty, right? Mm-hmm. That's what they want him to be. So, but uh, there's also the, the 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 downstairs is just getting sexied up because the new kitchen maid is a stone cold fox. The new kitchen maid? Yeah, remember she came in to dash Daisy's hopes. No, she's not a stone cold. You don't fox. think she is? No. Wow. Maybe what? if you gussied her up with some fancy dresses and hairstyling, but no. Well, she's one she's step more... above Daisy. She's barely a step above Miss Atmore. Oh, come on. <laughs> she's a few rungs above the ladder on Yeah, I'm, I'm just giving you shit. But, yeah, I, I don't think she's that attractive. I don't think she's as attractive as Anna. Oh, really? No. I think Anna looks like a rabbit. <laughs> okay. And I don't find Does rabbits attractive. attractive. The only okay. rabbit I've ever found attractive was Jessica. Yeah, Benicula was pretty attractive to me. Benicula. I enjoyed that book. Oh wow! Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we got uh, in in with all that. There's lots of sh- you know drama going on downstairs about people being all sexied up with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think Daisy has a shot with uh, Alfred? I think she did until the new maid showed up. Yeah, but Alfred's kind of a cad. I think I feel like he's the type mm, that's, that's just going to go after anything with a pulse. So. Well, that's the thing. Like, I don't understand why Daisy was so keen on him because he saw her. He saw Alfred making out with that other girl, right? And was she should have been clued in. Yeah, but, like, Daisy's got these modern women streaks in her. She's, like, you know, trying mm, to unionize yeah. downstairs. And yeah. she's going to approach the guy and, and ask him out. That's a big deal. So I never saw the Christmas special. Oh, yeah? And apparently there was some stuff in there where, like, someone was telling Daisy, oh, you could go to London and be a sous chef and, like, complimenting her on how good she was at cooking and everything. Mm-hmm. So I missed that part, but now that you say that, that makes a lot of sense, right? Yeah. She's like that didn't not, come from nowhere. That her it, it seemed and, to and come Tom's from nowhere, kind of yeah. egging it on. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So there were a couple of things in here that do you kind of get them get what they mean through the context of the conversation? But there were a couple of expressions. One was n- noses out of joint. You never heard that? Get there? No, I've <laughs> never heard the term noses out of joint. <laughs> What what is the the etymology of that? Like I think it's like a broken nose, like you've punched someone in the nose. It's like it's not a mortal injury, it's just a stinging one. Mm. So your nose is out of joint, just like you know, someone just punched you in the face. <laughs> okay, what about toffee nosed? I is had that no like a brown nose. It must be because toffee is I think, yeah. yeah. But it didn't seem to be in the context. Like I couldn't really tell what that meant. I don't Lord even Grantham remember. said it. I remember the nose is out of joint because that's what the uh, Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nose the, dowager, the dowager countess warned Matthew about uh, getting too involved with the business affairs of the uh, Abbey. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot of comedy from Maggie Smith 
in this episode. Oh, God, she was hilarious. Like She's so good. Like when Tom was talking about uh, burning down the house. And <laughs> he he said, I see these great houses as something horrible. And she goes, oh, with the drumsman house, I quite agree. <laughs> she's going on and on how ugly how it was. How ugly it is, yeah. The place has been burnt. Oh, that's awesome. She just doesn't give a fuck, man. She, yeah. Like, they just made it clear that a family with little children with, who are all crying have been put out in the streets. And she's cracking jokes about it. Yeah. Harsh. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, and also, uh, Carson, with his fact about being related to O'Brien, is like now an insult, apparently. Because mm. uh, Alfred is related to her. And mm. he said he's quite good, despite being a right. cousin of O'Brien. Right. Yeah. Carson. Good stuff. <laughs> Uh, got a listener feedback from our last segment. Richard A. from California said, "Just want to drop you guys a quick line to tell you I'm loving a new podcast. A particular note has be a particular note has to be the gayest Downton Abbey conversation I've ever heard regarding <laughs> wedding dresses and hairstyles, and that's coming from a gay guy. So congratulations! Wow. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I did not care for her wedding dress. No, I don't need to, we don't want to rehash that. But thanks for listening, Richard. He also wants to drop us a note. Said that in the UK, they got a new thriller called Utopia." Hmm. Um, it's just started out. It's about a group who ends up in possession with, of a manuscript of a cult graphic novel called Utopia, which is rumored to have predicted the worst disasters of the last century. It feels kind of like uh, the happening slash lost. Hmm. Like, I feel like the lost okay. just started over in the UK and they're like going crazy for that stuff. Yeah. But maybe. Uh, anybody overseas want to check that out? Or I'm sure you could find it at your friendly neighborhood Bay of Pirates. <laughs> Or Amazon.com. <laughs> Maybe. Streaming all that stuff. So um, uh, That's what I've been doing. I've been watching a lot of stuff on Amazon. It's pretty these. great. Like, it's kind of the best of both worlds compared yeah. to, like, Netflix, where you can only get stuff yeah. that is in the subscription. Yeah. With Amazon, you get the subscription, which doesn't have a ton of stuff, but then you can also get individual episodes. Plus, they're running deals all that. the time, too. Like, yeah. that's the thing. I mean, they're, they've got that... Uh, you know, supply and demand curve type deal where, you know, something might be a dollar this week. And, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, the final thing I wanted to say, or rather ask you about, because they don't give a whole lot of information in this episode, is Mary went to the doctor. And um, Will, William, Matthew obviously thinks it's kid. And she might be pregnant because he, he hints at it in the nursery thing in the room. Um, what do you think that was about? Because Mary clear, Mary makes it clear that she is not pregnant. Do you think she's sick? Do you think I, she was just going to check to see if she was pregnant and was disappointed that she wasn't? Yeah, it's either that or I'm thinking this might be she was seeking some kind of birth control because she doesn't want a child. And that's going to be some conflict between the two Ooh. characters. Because obviously they just can't fucking love each other. They got to be fighting <laughs> yeah. all the time. Or right. and that's how the show is going to avoid the uh, moonlighting uh uh, a problem where you finally get these two characters have been kept apart for so long and just like boring, no drama. Yeah. So I feel like it's got to be something or, or you know, maybe it's going to be a revelation that she's infertile. She maybe she'll children. lose the use of her legs. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be a twist? Oh God. Uh, okay. That's it for Downton Abbey. Let's move on. Yeah. Girls season two, episode two called I get ideas. Um, I'm just going to read through kind of the IMDb uh, plot here okay. uh, real quick. So it starts off, Hannah gets unsolicited musical attention from heartbroken Adam and displeasing opinions on her writing from Sandy, who is her boyfriend at this time. I didn't know his name. Question. Yeah. Adam's death metal or death it was spoken terrible. verse album. Yeah. That crosses a line, right? Oh, like, yeah. The, like, he crosses a lot. I, I kept on asking my There girl, are several lines he crosses in this like, episode. But yet, I couldn't get a straight answer from the women I've talked to about this of whether ultimately this would be creepy or flattering. Creepy, man. Okay, but let me ask you this. Yeah. Uh, so, let's advance a plot. He eventually comes over. Uh-huh. And she has to basically... She, she said, you're space raping me. You need to get out, get out. He finally does. Yeah. She calls the cops on him, mm -hmm. kind of, sort of. Yeah. Um, I feel like just before the cops showed up, she was about to invite him back in. Yeah, I because think so. she'd finally charmed. He had finally somehow pushed through the weird barrier and charmed him. And yeah, I think you're right. This is one of the kind of uncomfortable things about this show is there's a lot of stuff that's kind of very edgy oh, uh, as yeah. far as non-consent goes. Uh, 
the the oh, one yeah. dude won Shoshana back by basically kissing her repeatedly against his, her will. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, gay guy Elijah uh, won over Marnie, so kind of so got his two and a half pumps out of Marnie <laughs> yeah. by basically you know physically overpowering her and kissing her against her will. Yeah, like. And then we've got Adam, who's always been very edgy with, yeah. with, with Hannah. And I've always thought that has been kind of consensual. But this episode blurs the line. It, it makes me really uncomfortable. Your I thoughts? think it's supposed to. That's the idea. Like, none of the situations that you deal with when you're tossed into the real world are comfortable for right. you. Right. Com- and they can be made weirder, certainly, as we see in this show. Uncomfortable because I think that it's somewhat glamorizing the idea of, like, if I'm a, if I'm a guy, if I'm an idiot 22-year-old or a 16-year-old or 18-year-old watching this, hmm. my, the message is, if a girl says no, keep going. But In fact, he, Adam even articulates, for me to stop and respect yeah. your, your words right now would be to deny who I am as a man. That's yeah. horseshit of the highest order. I agree with you there. Like, I don't give a shit about the nepotism charges and the lack of self-awareness. I, this is the one part of the show that I'm kind of – I do feel like it's real. It's real life, but I'm kind of – I don't know if it should be. You know, just like I don't like you know shows that glorify – smoking and drug use and alcoholism and all that stuff it's like that's yeah. i'm a little uncomfortable with that i don't know i'm i'm not sure that it's glorifying how can you say what it's you're not saying it's glorifying because i mean i don't know i mean she does at the end seem like she's going to invite him back in she well, does call it, after it's, him. i've seen it work on three other women and i feel like is this show going to take this to a place like in season three someone actually gets raped and they deal with that i mean is that that kind of show i Could, would not be surprised but how is oh man <laughs> that i just don't know yeah. this show is heavy enough to be able to deal with that i think at times this show is very heavy yeah some but of the they heaviest always stuff I've seen. they always pull it out at the at the end and and put some kind of funny twist on it and you just mm, can't yeah. do that with like rape no child <laughs> definitely cancer. Not. there's a few topics you just can't do that with yeah uh and i i wonder i i don't think they will do that if they come to it and they decide okay we're gonna do something like a rape scene then i doubt they would try to spin it Mm-hmm. As a funny thing at the end. It would be right. insane to try. Right. So I don't know. I, with this show, I'm half just along for the ride because yeah. it is so uncomfortable, like you said, to watch sometimes. Yeah. Because I think we've all been through situations not exactly like these but similar mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. And I, I think the show is really at its best when it's when it's kind of questioning like – or it's kind of just strictly adhering to this idea of this is what it's like trying to discover who you are and what place you fit into this world. Mm-hmm. Like, how how do you figure that out? And the journey getting there is a very interesting thing to watch. Right. And I feel like that's what we're doing with all of these characters. Right. Hmm. And so that's, to me, the strength of this show. And they they do manage to take the stuff that feels like glue like kind of just sticking those parts together and make it entertaining and funny at the same time. So okay. that's kind of why I like this show. So that's the the Adam plot line. Uh, what else we yeah. got? Uh, we have George and Elijah. Oh yeah, uh, that whole blow up. Elijah fucking hates George. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what? He does. He hates George. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, he's using George certainly. I don't oh know no! Oh, I'm him. sorry. I'm getting George and uh, uh, Danny Glo- Danny uh, Glover, <laughs> Donald, Donald Glover, Glover confused. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that that okay. was hilarious because of how unaware Elijah was and how everything he tried yeah. to say to get dug out was basically making George's decision much easier. Yeah. Yeah, he uh, George knows who he is at this point. He's been through everything that Elijah is going through. Right. He doesn't want to put up with someone who's still going through it. Yeah, you know? not only that, but to it's like okay, so you're living with a roommate and you're quote unquote best friends with her, and you're going to keep something. You know, you're playing this childish game with. It. He's just like yeah. okay, whatever. And his I'm response: done with it. You're ha- are you having a stroke? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> <Yeah>. Nothing <laughs> you're saying makes sense. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. But I uh, thought that was really. I thought that was a great scene. I did too. Uh, real good. We also have uh, Jessa and her new husband. Oh, Jesus. Which I think is about to blow up big oh, time. Yeah. He uh, has I no think... idea what he's gotten into, <laughs> neither does she. So is it just me or does she look like she's on drugs? No, I I don't. I, I feel like she's disengaged her brain because yeah. 
What? I mean, what better way to do that than Tony Soprano's wife, or not Tony Soprano's wife, uh, Tony Montana's wife style? Yeah, with coke. <laughs> That's what I think. I just feel like I don't know. I, I this doesn't seem like season one. Jess is going to have this reaction to being someone just impulsively gets you a, not just a puppy, but a basket full of puppies. Yeah, that's crazy stuff. Drawing your boyfriend, yeah. you know, your middle-aged uh, kind of flabby boyfriend in a fedora in the middle of the day <laughs> is not, you know, it's like I don't feel like he. That's not a healthy relationship, in your no, opinion. Why not? No, and I, I don't. I, They're I, having fun, right? I guess, but I feel like it's this is going to blow up yeah. spectacularly. I, I, what, what do you think is going to happen? I think they're both just going to realize that. They got into a situation they didn't ever want to be in, and they're going to have a fight, and they're going to call it off. Really? And Jess is going to go back to being I feel like she's going to find him with fucking a cocktail waitress next episode. Maybe. That's what's going to blow it up. The vibe that I really got here is that this is a really fucking busy guy. Yeah. And he doesn't have room in his life for Jessa. Mm. Because, like, he's rushing out the door at 2 in the afternoon after coming back from his honeymoon, right? Right. I mean... He he's talking about oh I missed all these meetings while I was gone I need to go see you guys later. Well I think he's also a little... I think reality is going to set in yeah. for both of them, uh, and Jess is going to be mad that he can't spend the time that she wants with him. Yeah, and this is I, I feel like I also got this vibe that he's not really engaged with her, and he's kind of like tired of this shtick, and he's hmm. moving into buying her off with gifts and distracting her from the fact that he doesn't know yeah. her friends, he doesn't really care about her friends. Yeah. He doesn't dig her style or anything Unless he can like get that. a threesome. Then he's all about it. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, another one, uh, Hannah and her boyfriend have a huge fight. Uh, her boyfriend's oh, name God, is Oh, God, that was hilarious. Uh, yeah, really funny scene. Uh, well, I, I don't know that it's really funny. It's just... No, it was really funny. <laughs> it's funny, but it's also... Her maintaining that she didn't know he was black. That's so stupid. So And stupid. I love his reaction. You need to leave <laughs> yeah. right now. Yeah. And she's like, well, do you still want to have sex? No. Like, when you get a guy to that point where he's That's so... I, I've, that, that, that point has been reached with me mm-hmm. exactly one time in my life. Mm-hmm. Where I was so disgusted <laughs> with the situation with the woman who wanted to have sex with me. That I'm just like, no. <laughs> no, fuck that. Get out. Exactly you have to work for him. And Hannah worked. Like, she mm-hmm. dug and dug and furiously dug so she back got to the center of the earth on this one. It wasn't enough to leave it at the awkward conversation they started with the writing. She had to take it full awkward. And then she comes home and been like, I can't date a woman is not, or a man is not an ally of gays and, my, and women. And it's like, that wasn't what that was about. Not at all. It was about that he didn't love her work. Uh-huh. I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I don't know. I really enjoyed that scene, though. Oh, God. That's I did, too. Stuff. Uh, <laughs> for some reason, it hits me every time they say this, but Hannah's last name is Horbath. Hor- oh, I thought it was Horbath. It's- <laughs> I think it's Horbath. Horbath? Hor. Like- with a V. Vath. Horvath? Horvath. It might be. Hor- I don't know. It always sounds like Horbath. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> I'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's I, that's pretty much... All the storylines in the thing, right? Uh, well, we had Marnie deciding, you know, basically oh, yeah, the art yeah. community thinks she's too pretty and, uh, I guess, put together, not bohemian enough to be in their world. Did you know that the artist yeah. that was kind of the teabag artist? Oh, God. That's actually Lena Dunham's real-life mother. Oh, really? Yeah. That, when she asks her assistant, or not asks, tells her assistant to go get her fifth uh, juice, juice, wasn't it? yeah, for fifth juice. That summed that lady up to a T. Yeah, it's like one of those creative types that's so tightly uh, wound. And what's yeah. what what shows how far Marnie has fallen is that she saw that horrifying display yeah. of inhuman treatment, and she was going to sign up for a lower level of it. Yeah, like like if that's how she treats her personal assistant, front desk girl is going to wear like a dog collar and a ball gag. Yeah. I mean, and she was like ready to jump on it. Yeah. Well, she's kind of desperate. Yeah. So she ends up Shoshana and her boyfriend whose name... Ray. Ray. Yeah. Who I I continue to love Shoshana and their relationship is awesome. Vomit. Their pillow talk Uh, was awesome about bathing the pig and how it's like simultaneously the tactile experience of bathing human and petting an animal. It's a new emotion that I want to experience. Yeah. I love that. I like Ray. I just don't like Shoshana. You don't? No. I don't. Uh, uh, The first scene with her just killed it. Hmm. Why? I hated it. 
Why? She, she was in her room and going on and on about some stupid show that I hated. I just couldn't stand it. Okay. Her personality. Uh, well, I love Shoshana. Uh, and Marnie, but she puts her up, Marnie up to the idea of being a hostess. Yeah. Which. And she takes a job. So hostess, that's like the cigarette girls, right? I mean, they're, they're like walking around getting guys oh, drinks, yeah, bring drinks and stuff. Yep. It's like it's not escort work, right? No, no, they're no, not no. getting their uh, ass grabbed and stuff like that. Well, they'd they probably do, get some they, ass grabs. Really? I would imagine so. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. There are a lot of assholes out there. I would uh, think. I hope Marnie wouldn't put up with that though. I feel very pro- I, <laughs> protective of these girls. I don't. She had sex with a gay dude. So it was just two and a half. Who pumps, knows? Man. Come on. <laughs> Fair enough. That's not real. That's not sex. I don't know. So. I just I feel like Marnie is headed down a very bad path because you can't trade on your looks forever. Granted, she may be plenty attractive now, mm-hmm. but if she goes into a line where she's just being a hostess, mm-hmm. what is she going to do when her looks start to fade? She'll have nothing. She'll have built nothing. I guess she'll turn into her mother, right? What does her mother do? I have no idea, but she's, she's successful at it. Yeah. So but she, but it seems like she got into a field that yeah. was not hostessing. See, I, I kind of got the feeling that maybe she divorced her dad and she's living off of whatever that settlement is, maybe. Oh, uh, it could be. Yeah, because she does have, like, uh, all sorts of encounters with dudes, I guess. Right. She was bragging about. All right. Well, let's move on to Justified. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I was going to talk to. No, not, not about – not really. Okay. Uh, we're skipping Archer and Portlandia. We're going to kind of let them build up a little bit so we can, you know, have a one meaty discussion rather than five minutes of, hey, what we thought was funny. I will say, I thought the Archer season premiere, I was expecting greatness in that first six minutes. I guess that's, that was only great if you're a fan of Bob's Burger. If I you know what Bob's know what Burger is, is I guess that was side-splittingly, piss-bloodingly funny. I just kind of sat there. I mean, I've no, I know of Bob's Burger, and I know the conceit what is in the relationship. That uh, the guy, the Benjamin H. Whatever that plays Archer, mm-hmm. was the lead character for Bob's Burgers too. Is it a movie, a TV show? It's a TV show, like an animated series. Oh, no, I've never seen it. And 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 the first six minutes was basically an extended fan fiction crossover of those two universes. <laughs> okay. So hmm. and I didn't get it. It was a funny episode, but not like the best Archer ever. Yeah. So. Uh, I kind of hyped it up last week. I don't want to kind of apologize. <laughs> Although if you're Bob's Unless, Burger yeah. fan, my buddy Daniel's a Bob's Burgers fan. He's like, oh, my fucking God, it's so funny. <laughs> like, I was mostly confused. All right. Let's get to Justified. Justified. 303 called Truth and Consequences. What would you think? I 15 minutes in, I was like, Justified is really taking a nosedive this year. No. No. Are you kidding me? That wait, opening scene. Wait. All right. No, I think still think the opening scene in retrospect is brilliant, but I'm like, really, a tent full of snakes, and they bought they bit this guy okay. repeatedly, and there's a there's really a snake head hanging off this guy's cheek. Really, <laughs> come on. Okay, that that was not the opening scene I was referring to. This was, was this was over the top, like a uh, carpetbagger chained to a bed with a bunch of whores snorting coke out of a shotgun, yeah. like. It's they Indiana went, Jones' nightmare. <laughs> yeah, it, it it was a little too, but they actually brought it back, and I thought this episode was really strong. I thought it was incredible. Uh, the, You're talking about Raylan Bustin, uh, uh, what what's the dude's the the fighter MMA fighter husband's balls? Well, okay, so that was awesome. So this, I think it was everything that happened right after they did the theme music and in the intro. Randall, that's his name. Yeah. Uh, okay, Randall. Yeah, that was an awesome scene when he just confronts him and. It's Raylan big. knows he's not as tough as this guy, but he has to play it as tough. No, but he still can draw down on this guy and kill him. And he certainly, did, it was it yeah. was a, is a very much a callback to the pilot episode. How so? You know, because he's talking about his Miami experience, and this guy's from Florida, and he gave him to a, a, you know till six p.m. to get out of town. Uh huh. And that's exactly and that's how the, the time that opened. they. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I thought that was a nice little callback. Okay, cool. Didn't quite uh, go as well. But. The part that I really liked. Was Boyd versus the sister of the preacher? Oh, that scene was so good. I Justified may have the best dialogue on television. Oh yeah, the thirty pieces uh, of silver. The thirty pieces of silver, and the the way Boyd says, "Don't think of it as that. Think of it as a donation." Uh-huh. And then she comes back when he's talking about the shakedown. Like I don't get shaken down, and she's like, "Well, don't think of it as a shakedown." Yeah. But the way they 
they just play those two sentences off each other. And then she thinks that he's misjudged her. Or, I'm sorry. She thinks she has, that Boyd has misjudged her. her, Right. And then they spin it around. And Boyd, when she says that he's not scared of him, says, well, I think we both misjudged each other. Yes. Such a good line. So charming, but so menacing. I know. It's fantastic. And I don't know if it's just the dialogue or if it's the way that Walton Goggins plays that scene uh and the way that Raylan plays all his scenes but man this the dialogue is so good in this show and whoever the actress that they got to be uh johnny's or is it johnny who is this the snake handler i don't know bobby name. billy was, oh billy uh jesus christ i can't <laughs> believe this is what happens when we don't take as detailed notes yeah uh she's fantastic yeah, she's real Because she worked this kind of like, you know, she's got the feel for the dialogue. But then at the end where you know, she's really worried about her brother, I mean, she sold that. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know this hillbilly. I, well, it shouldn't have been – that shouldn't have been as tense as a scene. But because, uh, you know, Walton Goggins sold it and everybody mm-hmm. involved sold it, it was really effective. Uh, are, you, are you talking about – Snake the, in the Toolbox. The Snake in the Toolbox? Yeah. yeah. So that was the other, like – just mind-blowingly good scene. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's several show set-piece scenes in this episode. I just love the way that Boyd comes in intending to prove that this preacher is a farce. Yeah. And when he does it, and the preacher says, no, let me get, let me do this anyway, mm-hmm. Boyd feels sorry for the guy. And he's like, no, son, you don't want to do this. It's not worth it. He tries to talk the guy out of doing it, and the guy just does it anyway. And again, it's so good. And the dial again, the dialogue where Boyd's like, hey, "I've been where you stood, yeah. mistaking my own humor hubris for God's touch." <laughs> that ain't religion, son. It's called self glorification. It was, and it, so have we now? I feel like this is giving us much needed pieces of the puzzle that is Boyd. Yes. So I'm at the point now that I'm convinced Boyd was sincere mm-hmm. running his little congregation. There might have been. The subtext of him trying to get even with his daddy and, and getting ahead there. But I actually think he was trying to do what he thought was right and good. Certainly. That's what they've essentially told us. And now he's scene. basically lost his religion. But he yeah. hasn't lost his respect for its power. Oh, certainly not. So I mean, he's he's has respect for leadership. And that guy was a hell of a leader. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sad that he's dead because we won't get any more great scenes between those two. I mean, that... You think he's dead? They're not going to be able to save him? No. Rat- the Rattler Venom's not that dangerous, man. If you, you saw him on the floor. He was practically dead on the floor right there. I thought that was crazy. I, I don't know. know. Yeah, I, 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 it is too bad because it feels like that uh, they wrapped that up way too quickly. Well, I think it's they have better stuff up, in store. So, but if yeah. he's dead, what the hell is she going to do? Uh, revenge? I don't know. But, but I just, is, I mean, I, I'm, so I, I guess she's got a lot, probably mason jars full of rattler venom, right? Somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Probably. So maybe that's going to be deployed. Yeah. Possibly. She's been milking those dudes for years, man. Oh, yeah. Milking her brother's snakes for milking years. Milking across the country. <laughs> uh, so there's this idea of how does this tie into the bigger picture, right? Because. Mm-hmm. Like you said, it does seem like they cut it off early. Yeah. Certainly it's got to tie into the overall plot arc this season, mm-hmm. which has got to be the Dixie Mafia, right? I mean, we've got word of Theotonin already. I mean, goons oh, are coming that's in. That's the Detroit. We, we, see, here's the thing. We've got – if we get the Miami cartel in, we've got a oh, perfect yeah, yeah. storm. Because we got the Dixie Mafia. That's Win Duffy's crew. Yep. We got the Detroit, whatever they're called, the connection. That's Theotonin. Uh, we got somehow at the center of all this – is the um, uh, sealed federal witness warrant on this Drew Thompson uh-huh. deal. And we're learning more about that, and our Marshall Stiffies are getting harder. Uh, how do you think this is all connected together? I don't know yet. And it's all connected. It's also connected to Arlo somehow? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I really don't know yet. I think there is a connection with this, with Raylan's girlfriend's husband just showing up out of the blue. Obviously. Uh, there's... Obviously, connection there. Um, so the FBI is involved the, at some was, level. They infiltrated it and, there. Yeah. Uh, is that Theotonin's guy on the inside? I mean, he's talking to somebody on the phone. I assume that it's someone in Theo's organization mm. because we know that there was a guy on the inside. Sure. Right. Maybe multiple guys. Yeah. 
Um, and, and it's possible that the guy he was talking to on the phone is also FBI and is in on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we know of at least one who was exposed this episode mm-hmm. uh, and killed. Well, suicide. Um, so there's there are a lot of factors at play here. We still don't know if Limehouse is going to be a factor at any point. Uh, I'm kind of with you, though. I think he might sit out as much as he can. Uh, I just don't know. I'm so excited to see how this stuff is going to play out. We also got another piece of the puzzle that is Johnny. Oh, yeah. Traitorous uh, Johnny. Uh, so we kind of speculated that maybe Johnny never pounced on opportunity because he never saw an opportunity, someone that he thought could legitimately rival Boyd. Yeah. You know, and even Wynn kind of asked the questions we'd ask. I was like, why, you know, I remember you being in this room with a carpetbagger mm-hmm. or, uh, or devil swearing that, yeah, you can trust me and Johnny's going to fall in line. And that didn't happen. Um, but clearly... Johnny still hates Boyd. Yep. And now he, he wants his revenge. He wants his rightfully is, and he feels like Win Duffy's up to the task of taking him out if they work together. Yeah, Duffy versus Boyd. Yeah. This is one I've wanted to see for a while. With Johnny on his side, it's like yeah. I kind of – this feels a lot like uh, I'm worried about Raylan. You know, it's like they do this every season. They array all this stuff moving against our heroes and antiheroes, and you're wondering how in the hell yeah. are they going to get out of it. So Especially wonder, without making Win Duffy lose badass points. Yeah, because so far he's been a badass. Right. Um, what do you think about maybe Boyd teaming up with this preacher's wife or sister or whatever she is uh, no. to kind of take control of Harlan again? No fucking way. Is she going to join him after he You don't think brother? so? No. Who, who, what else does she have to do at this point? I think she, it, there's a better possibility of her and Johnny joining up. Uh, God, everything would be against Boyd then. Yeah, maybe it's Raylan be him and Avon versus. Oh, really? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. I I just can't see her getting back with Boyd because she's going to rightly so blame Boyd for her brother's death. <laughs> well, yeah. So, even though he tried not to kill him, uh, what do you think about uh, the spirit medium, uh, Drew Thompson's ex-wife? I. I liked the way Raylan dealt with her. Yeah. The, the dialogue <laughs> That's what I was, was really gold. enjoying. Yes. Yeah, she Skeptic was, Raylan is awesome. <laughs> right. She's like, you're off to do something foolish at the end of your shift. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, he does something stupid every day. You're going to have to narrow it down. <laughs> yep. Oh, I love that. I meet bad guys for a living. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Yeah. How did she do that? Because on two separate occasions, she showed clairvoyant abilities. Has justified the kind of show that would dabble in the supernatural or is this a trick somehow uh i think it was a trick i mean there how i well okay when i say trick i just mean it's an ability that she has that is not supernatural just an ability to read people and situations you Man, know that's you know some pretty I mean? specific i mean that, there are people who can do of... this in real life i mean when when yeah, they answer reading. the door cold yeah reading. she does a cold reading on Raylan when they answer the door mm-hmm. right and, and Raylan picks up on it he's like yeah that's not gonna work well, I mean, uh, and it's like I kind of thought that on the first, even though she's very specific about this being a fighter or a boxer and going to this gym. But then she picked, you know, how like Raylan said, there's three or four gyms. I wasn't even that specific. And pick you, one. <sighs> Just pick one. If it happens to be the right one, claim it was clairvoyance. Uh, if it doesn't happen to be the right one, well, they still got the guy, right? Like they can go after another gym. Yeah. So I – there's an element of chance there. I don't know. It's. I don't think this is the type of show that really goes for supernatural. Stuff. I hope not. I feel yeah. like that would be a Scooby Doo type violation. You know, like a yeah, Scooby Doo yeah, yeah. when they later on actually gotten a legitimate ghost. It's like this yeah. ain't right. They pull the mask off someone and it's a ghost. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's just <laughs> flaming skull. It's Nick uh, <laughs> Nicholas Cage uh, on a Harley. <laughs> uh, okay, what else do we want to talk about here? Anything else? Uh, I think it's about it. Yeah, you know, the FBI guy shooting himself. That mm-hmm. was an interesting. It's like, again, they seem like they're really into like re- you know, tying up loose ends. They're just not – same thing Downton Abbey this year. Um, you know, it's like they introduce a character, think, oh, this is going to be you know kind of a heavy character, and mm-hmm. boom, they're taken off the stage. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see that. Is there anything else? Uh, the other thing, at the very end, Raylan goes back to his room. It's been ransacked, and his money's been stolen. This yes. is obviously a play by the girl's husband. Like, well, we don't. I mean, he they, sent they, him off on a wild goose chase, right? They made it a deliberate 
they made a deliberate cliffhanger. Like, so, and let's pretend like we haven't seen the previews for next week. You probably haven't. I haven't seen, no. Uh Um, Okay, well, then you're an ideal person for me to ask (laughs) this. Okay. So here's what what I think happened. I think that her husband sent sent Raylan on a wild goose chase and getting him all riled up and worried about their date Mm -hmm. uh, the next day. And in the meantime, he headed over to Raylan's apartment, ransacked the place, and took off with uh, his wife. Like, kidnapped her. So you think she went along unwillingly? Yes. Okay. That's what I think. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. That's, that's, that's kind of where I'm at. Having seen the previews for next week? Um, the previews do a good job of being... Mm-hmm. I don't want to say anymore. Okay. Because some people consider the previews shit spoilers, and we've always <laughs> treated them as such. So, yeah, fair enough. Um, it could go. I could go either way on that. Okay. Well, that's all I have to say about Justified. Uh, it's a great show for anybody who hasn't been watching it. Yeah. And uh, again, I was down on the first episode, which seems to be my shtick. <laughs> I, hate, I hate this show. I hate the season. I hate I the season opener of everything I've seen so far, except for Downton Abbey. I I, I like that in girls, but uh, yeah. our embedded reporter for Harlan County. Ted. Uh, Ted Ted Cox sent us in an article very timely on Tuesday night. Uh, I'm going to throw this up uh, for Jim to see, and I'm going to actually post this to the website uh, in the show notes. But uh, take take a gander at this dude. Ooh. That's the uh, Harlan uh, County Sheriff, okay. and it's from a news article. Auditor uh, goes through the sheriff's financial statements. Due to Uh-oh. discrepancies in a drug account of a 2011 financial statement of Harlan County Sheriff Marvin Lipford, Kentucky Auditor of Public Accounts, uh, has referred the, uh, to the audit to the Kentucky State Police. According to the audit, the sheriff's office cannot account for $37,000 in drug buy monies <laughs> used by deputies to purchase drugs during investigations. Oh. Harlan County's real life fucked up, y'all. <laughs> is, like, man. if you were listening to our podcast last year, like, every week he would send in something fucked up about the yeah. town's history. There was a documentary about uh, that yeah. made back in the 60s and 70s. Yep. Um, and Harlan, Bloody Harlan, I believe. And if you've seen season two of Justified, that's basically true. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that was no like shit. real life shit. Yeah. This uh, guy's got a bit of toffee nose going on, I think. I think he does. That He <laughs> looks like a vicious rat creature, man. He does. Like he would eat out your eyes, be strapped to your face in a cage in 1984 or something. He's got those... Uh, yeah, like Ugh. a little rat mouth and piggy eyes. Yep. <laughs> uh, so that's all we got for the week, right? I think so, yeah. We'll probably get back to Archer and uh, Portlandia next week. We'll have a couple episodes to discuss. Yeah. Uh, should I initiate do the some, outro? Do sequence? some outro magic. Yeah. We are part of the Ball Move Network. You can find all of our content at ballmove.com, including our full coverage of The Walking Dead, Game of Thrones, and latest seasons of Mad Men Justified and Breaking Bad. Uh, not Justified. Hold on, hold on. I'm having a vision. I think you're going to mention some iTunes and some Amazon stuff in this next segment. No. Clairvoyance. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Don't forget to give our latest affiliates uh, a shot. The Personal Arrogance crew out of Seattle who we're doing the Bald Move meetup with next week. Um, And also uh, our newest affiliates uh, on the Because Show, uh, Amy, Gerilyn, and Susan. Um, They got you both covered if you're a young geeky male or any kind of geeky you get flavor you got the uh personal arrogance show if yeah. you're more of the female persuasion and a little bit more class but as much crass crude humor i, I, I gotta say i enjoy the them show. equally they like i do not like okay so they talk about lipstick and makeup a lot uh-huh. i don't care they're funny what's so weird because i was just they're talking funny to and somebody like, I got really into Toothpaste for Dinner and Natalie D, which is this husband and wife uh, uh, webcomic team. Okay. And Natalie D started a makeup blog called Stuff I Put on My Face. It's riveting. <laughs> like, I've never used makeup at all, and I never mm-hmm. will. But the way yeah. she writes is so funny and entertaining, hmm. it's it's really hilarious. So it's like, yeah, I, I totally get you. If something is done, well done, and interestingly told, I'm in. Yeah. I don't give a shit. I'll listen to it. And the Picasso show brings it. They do. Uh, if you want to leave us feedback, we could use some more because I think the, you know, we haven't been real strong in the feedback in the first two, couple episodes, so we have had a dearth of feedback. But if you got a, something you'd like us to talk about or an angle you'd like to share with us on these TV shows, give us feedback at TV at baldmove.com. You can like us on Facebook.com slash baldmove. Follow Jim on Twitter 
Bald.com at Bald Move. We always appreciate ratings and uh, reviews on iTunes. It's the single biggest thing that drives traffic to our cast. We're up in the mid 20s after two episodes. That's pretty good. Yeah. But I think we can double that this week. So if you haven't taken wow. the time to give us a couple stars, it takes just a couple. If you've got iTunes installed, that's 95% of the battle. Spend 30 seconds, go over there, give us some stars. Yeah. Send us some goodwill our way. I'll make sure to do that this week. I don't think I have. If you like to send us some, I you know I've stopped reviewing our shows. Let's uh, you know we got yeah. enough listeners that I don't feel like I need to do the needy. Oh, Jim and Aaron are so Sign up for talented. eight accounts. Yeah, and, right. Yeah. Uh, also, if you want to send us more than love, some nickels and dimes, you can use our Amazon affiliate link at amazon.ballmove.com or go to ballmove.com and click on the helpful banner at the top. Well, how that works is anything you buy on that session gives us a little tiny cut of the Amazon profit. It doesn't cost you anything. There's no hidden fees. It just gives us that money to help us keep this goddamn thing moving. Finally, you can tell a friend. If you got a friend that enjoys high-quality television, uh, send them to the Bald Move Network. Yes. We would appreciate it. We love each and every one of the listeners. We do. That's it. That is it. That is another cast in the bag. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Until next time, I'm Jim. See you next week for the Mile High Show. And I'm Aaron. Goodbye.